And three, two, one. All right, guys, we managed to make it through another year of doing this podcast thing. Um, <laughs> this is our last show of 2020. I just realized that shit yesterday. Um, by the time we record next, it'll be 2021. And hopefully next year won't be as shitty. Um, but we'll <laughs> it's, also we'll Cal- see, it's also Calvin's birthday. My guy's yeah, 28. Dang. You feel me? Yes, sir. How you how you feel, man? How does it feel to be twenty eight? You two years from thirty. You are closer to thirty than you are to twenty. How does it feel? I know it makes me feel like an old man, but I feel good. Shit, I don't feel like old as fucking. Right? You don't not feel yet. older today. I feel older. Nah, not at all. I never feel older on my birthday. I feel older like throughout the year when I'm like, fuck, my knee hurt or some shit. <laughs> Wearing a knee sleeves to hoop. <laughs> Exactly, in my headband. That's, yeah, that, that's what that, make me feel old. <laughs> them back, them back injuries is coming soon. They they come in the thirties, I hear. Yeah, but yeah, so not for real. We're leaving twenty twenty, and this is typically this is the part where we would do like the most memorable sports moments of the year. Um, but we don't really have many of those. But if y'all could think of one, what do you think is the most memorable sports moment for you from the year twenty twenty? Whether it be good or bad or tragic. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, I don't want to be cliche, but I feel like the biggest one for all of us was Kobe when Kobe died. Yeah, Man. yo, it's been a long um, ass year, bro. Kobe. Yeah, really granted, it's not a sports year. moment, but I think well, actually, it is a sports moment. It's just not you know in play sports, but yeah. that was I think that was a, a shock to the world. Like everybody, nobody was expecting it. Everybody was expecting Kobe to la- like live forever. You know what I'm saying? And. Yeah. Um, I think that was just like the biggest shock of 2020 for me. Kobe was supposed to be be our Bill Russell, high key. Yeah, yeah. Like our generation's Bill Russell. But for yeah. for Go me, um, you know, on a higher note, but kind of still tying into Kobe, the first thing, the first memory that came to mind was AD hitting that game winner in the Mamba jerseys against the Nuggets in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why that came up first, but that that's the best thing that I can think of because the championship, like them winning it, it wasn't nothing crazy. Like the game wasn't really that good or anything like that. Um, but that game winner in the Mamba jerseys, I felt like that was kind of like, all right, AD, you're a Laker now. You know, you're a Laker guy now. I feel like that was kind of his coming yeah. out party coming out for party. lack of a better for lack of a better term. Like that was his iconic moment. Like, okay, now you're a part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, the uh, in terms of sports this year, in terms of the moments that like they were the biggest moments we're going to see in a long time because there wasn't much that happened this year. But every good thing that happened this year is going to be the most memorable, the most impactful because everybody's going to remember 2020 when, you know, there are decade in review shows in 20 in 2029. People are going to talk about 2021st like it's going to be. It's, it's so impactful from Kobe's death to, you know, the jazz. What was that? The jazz and thunder that got stopped or was the Rockets thunder? They it got stopped the, in March? Yeah. The, yeah. The thunder. I, yeah, I don't know who they were playing. It was the, they might've been, play, might been playing the jazz. It was the jazz. Yeah. The, the jazz and the uh, thunder game being stopped. And then Rudy Gobert testing positive after touching the microphones, NCAA tournament being stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything was canceled, and now we're we're back to somewhat back to normal. Uh, but 2020 is going to be remembered forever in the pantheon of sports in terms of just importance 
and just setting the precedent for things of how, how, you know, how we do things the next time there's a global pandemic, if there is one. Um, but moving into further 2021 sports, the NFL season is winding down. Uh, we got week six, week 17 coming up. We just ended week 16. Um, the Patriots, I don't think I've ever seen the Patriots beat that badly. Were they beaten that badly this season before last night? No, not no, that bad. I, I've never mm-hmm. seen the Patriots no. beat that badly. Aaron Rodgers um, kind of put the bow on his MVP season in the snow. Uh, the playoff races are, are tight enough. The Jets beat the Browns. But in terms of the MVP race, is the MVP Aaron Rodgers, is it his award no matter what Patrick Mahomes does next week? Yes. Since Pat Mahomes, and also Pat Mahomes probably won't play because they locked up right, the number right. one seed. I was about but to say, I, I, I don't think, think Pat will even play. I think, I think that it will be – I think that they did win it. I think that he did win it, um, Aaron Rodgers, with his performance um, on Sunday against the Titans in the snow. I think he had four touchdowns. I mean, he's just, he's just kind of built a, a bigger lead on it. Um, but Pat Mahomes has had an outstanding season as well, but I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got a 70.3 percentage completion uh, percentage this year. Which really? is fucking yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it was that high, bro. He is kind of snapping. I didn't think I didn't think he was really snapping like that. But like when they went through all of like his stats, and he's like got the number one pass rating throughout the year. Um, he's just doing like what an MVP should do. And I think you know, Ye did point it out that Pat Mahomes and the the Chiefs have definitely been struggling in these last few games. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers definitely should win the MVP. Now, will he? Um, I don't know. Uh, but I think if Pat definitely sits out, which he probably will, I think Aaron Rodgers is his for the taking. So. Yeah, I think the difference between the two is that I can only think of one game that Aaron Rodgers was average or below average, and that was the game against the Bucks. But with Pat Mahomes, yeah. I think Pat has had five or six like shaky games this season. The three interception game against the Dolphins, he looked really normal against the Chargers in week two. Um, I don't think he played that great in both Raiders games. And that first Raiders game was their only loss. He looked, you know, kind of average this past week as well. So that's five or six games where I'm sure that the Chiefs or Pat Mahomes, rather, their whole record was kind of saved by the fact that they just have the best team top to bottom in the league in terms of offense. And then their defense is not, you know, terrible or anything. They can hang with anybody. So I think, Aaron Rodgers is definitely doing it with a lot less because after Devontae Adams, I couldn't tell you who their number two receiver is. You know what I'm saying? About this Scantling. Not <laughs> not really no big hitters, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, he, got yeah. Tar- he got Tariq Hill and fucking Travis Kelsey. And so. Travis Kelsey is about to have the I think he's about to lead the league in receiving yards as a tight end. I think you can I think what you can also throw in this is I mean, let's let's take this back to even like last year, like during the offseason, they draft Jordan Love in the biggest wide receiver in the best wide receiver class in years. Then they draft AJ Dillon in the second round. So like not surrounding him with help, coming off kind of a rough year. Not not a rough year, but not a rough year to Aaron Rodgers standards. And the dude just comes out and balls the fuck out in every sense of the phrase. So yeah. much props to him on this season. I hope he gets that MVP. Yeah. I, I really hope that Devontae Adams stay healthy this year too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely think that this was like super ironic and like a big fuck you to a lot of people because a lot of people, you know, people were, 
you know, uh, drafting up the rumors, saying, well, Aaron Rodgers, like, is he still the same? Is Jordan Love? I don't even think Jordan Love is all that, like, like great for us to even be having those conversations of replacing Aaron Rodgers because we all knew he still had it in him. You know what I'm saying? And he mm-hmm. just he just proved it to us. Like, it, it, I think it's simple. What I what I am kind of sad about is the fact that Russell Wilson is nowhere near this conversation anymore. Hey, it's it's his. He might not even have another vote again. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not gonna get a vote. I would say the votes are gonna be split mostly between Mahomes and uh, Rodgers. I know Josh Allen, especially after last night, is gonna get some. And I think Derrick Henry probably gonna walk away with at least one or two votes. Um, Yeah, he might get some. Ryan Tannehill might get a vote, but I don't think Russ is gonna get any. <laughs> yeah, not not after and this is this season as far as like his MVP race, I guess if you want to call it that, is the epitome of it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Cuz that dude, the first half of the season was tearing the league to shreds and then things just started happening. He just wasn't wasn't as dominant. Just like, he, just like he did last year though. That's what I'm saying like I don't know what it is about Russ. I feel like he puts it all in those first 6 to 7 games and then be like, "Fuck, I can't do it all." Like, you know what I'm saying? I would love to yeah. see how how his play is impacted by the Seahawks putting a good defense around him again. Cuz I'm sure that has something to do with it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean the defense the the defense I think what also happened is early in the year, the defense was so bad that he had no choice but to go out there and throw for a whole bunch of yards and a whole bunch of touchdowns. Um, And I think what happened is the defense got better and he lost his running game as well. I think that the Chris Carson being hurt damn near all year definitely took a big hit to that team because they, you know, they, they're predicated off the run, but you know, he still had a good season, you know, just not an MVP this year, unfortunately. And also, yeah. you remember if you if you look back at the Super Bowl season, that Legion of Boom, like that that defense was phenomenal. It was kind of like a, it it would remind you of like a 2012 Ravens defense. And I don't think their defense is that good this year. I think it's good. It's better than what it's been in the past. But it's I don't think it's going to be good enough to get over the hump of like when you play in Aaron Rodgers in the play, you know, in the uh, NFC Championship or something. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to the power rankings after week 16. Yay. Once again, constructed these. Uh, we got the Packers at one, Bills two, Chiefs three, Saints four, Seahawks five, Bucks six, Ravens seven, Steelers eight, Dolphins nine, Browns ten. And we got the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis Colts um, sitting right outside, I would assume, at 11 and 12. Uh, but yeah, talk to me. What, 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 what compelled you to kick the Chiefs from one to three? and move the Packers and Bills ahead of that? Um, I think the Packers are rolling right now, um, especially with their blowout win against the Titans in the snow, um, 40, to th- 40 to 14. Same thing with the, with the uh, Bills. I think la- this Monday night's game was a statement game for them. Yeah, um, yes, the Patri- Patriots didn't have nothing to play for, all that. But at the end of the day, the Patriots are still a team who are going to come out and, pro- and they're going to play hard. They're going to be yeah. coached well. They're going to play hard, all that. And for you to go out there and blast them by, I think the exact, I think it was 38 9, right? So 29 yeah. points. Like, I feel like that was a big statement win. And for the Chiefs, I'm looking at their schedule just now. Um, I didn't know it was this long. They've gone six straight weeks by only winning by less than a touchdown. 
Um, and some of these games, like, you know, the Broncos, you were, you know, you're supposed to beat them pretty handedly. The Buccaneers game, they let them come back after they were, you know, dominating them for a good minute. Um, and then, you know, last week, you know, this past Sunday with the Falcons, they just haven't really looked as the normal Chiefs that we're accustomed yeah. to seeing. So that's why I knocked them down to three. You got, got to stay consistent. We were doing it with the Steelers, not knocking them all the way down to three. But we were doing it with the Steelers as far as, yo, y'all not playing good. Y'all not going to be number you one. You think that the um, Chiefs – do you think the Chiefs are still the heavy AFC favorite, like, in the going into the playoffs? Absolutely. I don't see anybody in the AFC being able to compete with them in a playoff setting. Uh, well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. I don't see anybody beating them in a playoff setting. I do think that the Bills can't compete. Um, I think that – Given the right circumstances, I think now the Ravens can possibly compete, but I do think that they're they are still very much so the heavy favorites in the AFC because I don't think it, I don't I wouldn't put money on any of those teams in the AFC to beat them in a playoff setting. Kyle, what do you think? What do you think about the Chiefs being knocked down? Um, you know, I agree with Yay. I think it. I think they got to be the favorites because honestly, no matter what, Pat Mahomes could still put twenty points up in a quarter. Like easily, so yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is uh, you're gonna want to look at the, te- the teams in the the AFC that have good defenses that potentially could go on a run, i.e. the the Bills, i.e. the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens have to get past our first playoff win though with Lamar. If he yeah, if we can get past true. the first round, then I feel more confident that okay we might be able to go on a solid run. But even right now, I'm just kind of like, well, we got to win the Bengals game. Uh, there was a few years back, actually, on my birthday, where we lost. Cause I remember that. You went to that game, didn't yep. you? Went to the game. It was snowing and cold as fuck. I was pissed off because we got knocked out of the playoffs because of that. So I'm not even going to say we're going to win this Bengals game. We I, we definitely should, but things happen. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm hoping is that we, we hit a run and we're able to compete in the playoffs and we actually win that first game. I think we have a really good chance of getting to the the Chiefs if we can play the Steelers in that first round and beat the Steelers. Because I think the Steelers might be the weakest playoff team in there right now. Yeah, right now, as it it matches up in the AFC, Chiefs get a bye, Bills play the Browns, Steelers will play the Ravens, and the Titans and the Dolphins will play each other. but yeah, yeah, I just and I'm looking hoping the Colts make it in instead of the Titans because I don't want to see them niggas either. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that in the AFC, like when it comes when it comes down, what playoff football comes down to is all right, who has the better quarterback? What quarterback can make plays down the stretch? You saw that in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and 49ers. Jimmy G couldn't make the plays down the stretch. Pat Mahomes could. Looking at these playoff teams, I mean, you know, Josh Allen, you know, is he ready for that moment? I'm not sure. Uh, Big Ben hasn't looked ready for that. Hasn't you know looked looked like has looked like a shell of himself. Ryan Tannehill, I don't see him ready for that moment. Tua, you know, still a baby. Lamar has proven he's not ready for that moment yet. Um, and then Baker Mayfield, and then Phillip Rivers. <laughs> like it's just the quarter the quarterback. Philip Rivers be going to get. Philip Rivers was ready for the moment twelve years ago. Like twelve years ago, 12 he was years ready ago for it when he played against the yeah. Patriots in the AFC Championship on a torn ACL. And took he him was to the, ready took for him the moment. To the wire. He was ready for it, but not anymore. <laughs> it's past the prompt. So that's you know why I, was, I say. You know what I was thinking about with Philip Rivers? I know the Colts got to be mad as fuck because they just, they about to have given Philip Rivers $25 million for one year to maybe not even make the playoffs. Yeah, they may not. <laughs> they but they still that. improved. They still improved from where they were last year. And they I had mean, to do something because they lost Andrew Luck. I mean, either I way, mean, they were yeah, down that, that's, that's While that is true, you know, I feel like time and football is like dog years. 
Like, they go yeah. by a lot quicker. You know what I'm saying? Like, in NBA, when you're trying to build something, and in baseball, when you're trying to build something, you can afford to build up for three to four years, i.e. the process 76ers, the Golden State Warriors building from 09 to 2012 and then running on their dynasty. I'm not sure things work like that in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? They don't. Like, they don't. Your, they, super, your super Bowl window is, is four years. Yeah, if that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you got yeah. a star running back, a Dalvin Cook, a Derrick Henry, an Ezekiel Elliott, CMC, you you got two to three years to really make that shit shake. That's what history tells us. If you got a star running back that you're trying to use as a pivotal point of your offense. But yeah, I'm not sure that time really works like that because the Colts, I feel, have been ready to really make some type of playoff run of the sort for the last two to three years. They're, they're, a te- they're one of those teams that a quarterback away. Yeah, they've, they've um, and been I a think they, away. I think, I think they need to be one of those suitors for these veteran quarterbacks who may be on the move, yeah. like a Matthew Stafford, Matt ben Ryan, Pop, Ben Roethlisberger, possibly Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. You know, so I think I think they're a team who needs to be out for a veteran quarterback because if they plug in a good quarterback, maybe get maybe one other uh, nice weapon on the outside, they're ready to roll, yeah. especially had, with that defense. Had had this team with Andrew Luck is a top three seed. Oh no doubt. I, I, I would be, they would they would they would be right there with the Chiefs in my opinion. Yeah, healthy Andrew Luck on all cylinders with this offensive line that they miraculously given Philip Rivers. And, you know, the wide out they got the I think they have the most rushing yards by a team in the NFL, like for their running backs. They I think they're about to hit a thousand yards. Like sure. They they're and their defense, Darius Leonard and them boys. They come they top five but, defense. But remember, this is the same like if Andrew Luck just wouldn't have retired. They probably could have went to the AFC I mean, Championship. But at game. the same time, like, Andrew Luck retired because, like we said, you can't take three, four, five, six years in the NFL trying to build some shit because in the process, you're going to lose people to injury. And unfortunately yeah. for the Colts, they had to pay the price by losing their, you know, a once-in-a-generation quarterback because from t- the inception of his career to, like, year five or six, Andrew Luck was – damn near leading the league in sacks every year you know what yeah. I'm saying? to the point where he had to yeah. miss an entire season like that man's i know that man neck and back hurt like a bitch right now as we speak yeah. andrew luck is popping to advil yeah <laughs> like seriously that and, hurt, and it's crazy boy. how like think how things just as soon as he retired and, it, and it's not correlated but as soon as things retired all the things that he needed happened great defense yeah. great o-line great running game so yeah Unfortunate for them, but hopefully they can figure out that quarterback situation. Yeah, and that's and shame on the Colts front office and Jim Ursay for not realizing that that's something they should have been fucking doing. Um, but can we take yeah. can we take a quick second and just appreciate the Miami Dolphins? Oh, I mean, did yeah. y'all watch that game? Did y'all watch yeah. that game, bro? I watched the last. I watched, I watched the second half. I watched the last like fifteen minutes because. I, I needed Darren Waller to get right, which he did, and I won my fantasy league. Shout out to me. And my boy really – my mans really needed Josh Jacobs to score, and he did it. Shout out to the Miami oh, yeah, Dolphins, he though. Slid, yeah, he slid, he slid. Yeah, shout out to the Miami Dolphins. I think Brian Flores, now that we got Mike Tomlin as about here for the Coach of the Year award, because that's not happening, um, yeah. I think Brian Flores really deserves his flowers. Um they're well coached. I don't think they're I think they're the best. They're the best team I've seen in a long time that has no quarterback identity. That has no true identity at quarterback. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the only team that I can remember that was bet that was same type of deal was the Broncos the year they won the Super Bowl. Remember when they remember yeah. when Peyton yeah. went down and they had Brock Osweiler yeah. and they brought Peyton, Peyton old back. ass and then Peyton came back. Yeah, this. but I mean we haven't we haven't seen anything like this to where you have a rookie quarterback playing a whole game. But you you well you have the veteran. He goes you know five and two. <laughs> you replace him with Tua. They still went. They're still winning. And then you kind of put. Fitzpatrick in for these when two minute drills at the, like, end, at the end of the year, yeah. and like, is there no controversy? Like, and it's no working. Controversy or anything, um, and it's working. So, shouts out to Brian Flores, a brother, Chris Greer. I finally figured out his name. He's the general manager, another brother um, with the Dolphins. And you know what's also crazy? They have the number three pick in the draft this year. Yeah, they do via, via the wow. via the Texans. Via the Texans. You know, I feel like if we played Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, if we played his career in full ten times. I think three out of ten times he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, it's just so – Well, he was just in terrible situations. He's been in the league for 16 years. That's, and that's what I'm playoffs. saying. That's what I'm saying. Play him ten – play his career ten times. He's a Hall of Famer three out of ten times. Like, he's just been in terrible situations. He was in Buffalo. He was with the Browns. He was with the Jets. Like, he was with the Buccaneers. Well, I would, like I would say the one – I think the one year he could have really did something was the year he was with the Bucks. But yeah. they decided to roll with Jameson, and that yeah. kind of just threw yeah, his trajectory Yeah, consi- he's consistently put into places where there is no true um, culture of quarterback identity. There was no yeah. real quarterback identity in any of these places. There was no real good – think about it. He's put into these places that never fucking win. Therefore, they're always picking high in the draft. They're always picking quarterbacks and whatnot. So I think if Ryan Fitzpatrick could have been plugged into the same system that, you know, a lot of the – like if he could have been plugged into Dallas – when Dak Prescott was drafted with that amazing O-line and Zeke, they they might win a Super Bowl, yeah. you know, shit like that. But like you said, yeah, shout out to them. Who's y'all's coach of the year um, going to? Is it Brian Flores? Is it Kevin Stefanski? Um, who else? It's Flores. It's Flores? Flores, yeah. no question. I think it's Flores as well. I would say either Flores or LaFleur. I, you know, I'm really glad you didn't say Harbaugh. I felt Calvin about to say Harbaugh. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, you know, he's had a decent year, but I think when we went, we went on a stretch of we went and uh, lost three games in a row. Granted, COVID was part of that that reason, but still, like, it, I mean, John Harbaugh always does what he needs to do to get his teams in, in playoff positions, but no, nah, I wouldn't say it this year. I think, um, I think another name that deserves some love is Sean McDermott. What he's doing in Buffalo, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that they were going to be good, and I, I was kind of on the Bills Mafia train last year. I didn't think they were going to be this good. I mean, sitting at 12 and three, winning the division, you know, yeah. comfortably, possibly going 13 and three, that's big time. Also, shout out to the fact that the Bills and the Vikings have one of the best trades in recent memory where each team For got sure. exactly what they needed. Um, Stefan Diggs. Sure. Stephon Diggs is leading the league in both receptions and receiving yards right now. 120 receptions, 1,459 receiving yards. Um, him and Travis Kelsey are, are destroying people in receiving yards right now. Um, but, yeah, like you said, shout out to them. Um, yo, yeah, question for you. I've been seeing a lot of um, – I've been seeing a lot of, like, jabs being thrown at Cliff Kingsbury, the way that he works – um, the way that he runs that that uh, <laughs> that Cardinals offense, like, do the Cardinals walk away with? I want to say the the most disappointing team. Like, you you just not meeting expectations. Like, shouldn't they be a lot? Shouldn't they be where the Rams are right now? Nine and six, six seed, basically locked up. Like, what's what's wrong with them? 
Yeah, like like I was saying when I when I like I texted y'all when I was watching, you know, let's play them. He he coaches he coaches like he coaches like a Big Twelve coach, and I guess you just can't get that out of them. But they just had some. I mean, and granted, they're probably in you know the first or second best division in football. But they've had some games where it's just like letdowns, like they had on um, Saturday against the 49ers. You're going against a 49ers team that's decimated with injuries. And granted, they've been playing that way for a while. So, you know, those guys are kind of starters now. But that was a game that you had – like you're supposed to win. You're at home against a 49ers team with nothing to play for. Go win that football game. Um, So I think think right now, yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys who – you know, yeah, it was nice and flashy in the beginning and Kyler Murray and putting up all these offensive numbers, but it's not necessarily leading to win. So they got they got some work to do in Arizona. And, and so one thing I wanted to add to that one is I think Kyler Murray is the big the bigger part of why they're not winning. I think yeah. Kyler Murray is he when you watch him play, you're like, damn, this nigga is exciting as fuck to play to to watch. But he also makes some very bad decisions. Yeah, and, sure. and it might be I part agree. of the coaching staff that's doing that as well. But like. Even even the play where D Hop mossed three people and got that pass right, like and I know we he jokes about it like yeah I just threw that bitch up there I knew he was gonna get it you know what I'm saying but like even that game literally had to come down to a probably one of the best catches we've ever seen for them to yeah. win and it's yeah. like why were y'all even in that position in the first place like a lot of the times when the Cardinals are playing they're playing teams like you said that they definitely could beat. They play um, down especially to having the the weapons they have on their offense, but that that that's they, a great that's a great statement, Dre. They, they play, play down. down. They play so, down because I'm competition. I'm looking at this schedule. I mean, week three you lose to the Lions by three points. Um, then the next week you lose to the Panthers by ten. Um, you know, you know, you lose to the Dolphins. That's understandable. Lose to Seahawks is understandable. That Patriots game, you know, should, should, you should you should have came better prepared. Um, they yeah. were ill prepared offensively. That's three and I think, wins and right I think, there that they should have. And, and I think that's why a lot of people are getting on Cliff Kingsbury is because a lot of the games that they should win, they underperform offensively. And that's yeah. obviously, you know, his idea. If they were getting, you know, if they were just getting 40 hung on them, then it's like, okay, well, you're not really offensive coach. But because you are, you're responsible for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think the Cardinals are just going to have to try to run it back next year because I don't see them making the playoffs this season. They're the eight seed right now. Um, I believe that they're going to need – they're going to need the Bears to lose, and then they're going to have to win this week. And they play – I don't know who they play this week. They play They play the Rams this they week. They play the Rams. In L.A. Okay. And, and, you know, the Rams are playing for something Actually, as well. So I'm not, I think they might I'm not sure the what the scenarios are. Yeah, I think they need I the think, Rams I, I thought to the lose. Cardinals were already uh, eliminated. No. that way. so the scenario is – let me look. So they got a scenario shit right or here. Are they, in the, they must be in the hunt then. Um, they're in the hunt. Yeah, they're in the hunt. They're the AC. So the Cardinals, uh, they're gonna clinch if they beat. They have they. So they play the Rams. The Rams are nine and six. The Cardinals are. So yeah, are, the Cardinals clinch. They have to win, or if they tie with the Rams and Chicago loses, they get in. So the Rams yeah. win, you're in. So the Rams and I mean the Cardinals win here. So the Cardinals and the Rams is basically a loser leaves town game, basically. Like. Yeah, you win or you answer that. Yo, it's gonna be a lot of good games this week, bro. Like it always is. Week seventeen. Um, yeah, I'm excited for week seventeen. And then we got that. I re- I like the extra playoff team. Like I dig it. I didn't think I really cared for it too much, but I like the parity. I like the extra opportunity um, to see, and I'm gonna like the extra wild card game um, on that next weekend. Uh, but 
we'll touch football more next week when we have more playoff things to talk about. But the NBA is back. You know what I'm saying? Back, we came back on the 22nd. We had some uh, some decent Christmas Day games. Um, I will say that right now, if the playoffs started today, the Cleveland Cavaliers would be the first seed. Um, I just want to <laughs> throw that out there. I, I will it. say, guys, I enjoy having a team to root for again. It's refreshing. I actually care. Um, I'm checking the schedule every day. Uh, yay. Fuck you guys. The Sixers suck ass. I don't really mean that. <laughs> I'm just glad we beat y'all. But um, I enjoy rooting for a team again. Um, better hang on to that three-game winning streak as long as you can. Hey, we played a Knicks to tonight, change. bro. We played a Knicks tonight, so it's going to be 4-0. No. Um, but Well, I don't know. They just beat the dog shit out of the Bucks the other night. Hey, that's, the, that, hey, that's the Bucks though. Hey, the Bucks. Oh, is- we'll get, we'll get so <laughs> question. What is y'all's main – we've played a week – as of today, we've played a week of NBA basketball. What are your thoughts so far? Like, what's your main takeaway so far? Any surprises, disappointments, um, uh, you know, teams just coming out of nowhere? What is your main takeaway so far? What's my main takeaway? I, one of my main takeaways is the Brooklyn Nets could be the best team in the NBA. They, they really could. Up. I don't know if they will, but I think if, if it's not this year, the next year, the Nets will be the best team in basketball, and they will make the finals. They definitely I don't have know the if tools. they'll make it this year. They're one of the more yeah. deeper teams. They have the tools. And, Spencer Dinwiddie just partially tore his ACL, though, in terms of depth. I hate that that happened because that's, that's a huge blow, but they still got Karis LeVert, and he's going to play the way he plays. So we'll, we'll see how everything works. But Kyrie and KD together are phenomenal. Granted, yeah. they just lost to the fucking Hornets. I don't know how. And KD got dunked on twice, but <laughs> that's just awesome. Hey, I mean, I, I but, agree uh, with you. Yeah. They definitely have – I don't think right now after a week, I feel like this season is a brand new slate because we're seeing a lot of new things. Um, I don't think after a week we have a solidified best team in the league right now um, because, I mean, right now if the playoffs – and if the playoffs started today, then the one seeds would be the Cavs and the Pelicans. Um, so I don't think we have a, a number one team, but there are definitely teams out there. Like I agree with you, Kyle, the Brooklyn Nets have everything they need to be the best team in the league. If Kyrie and KD are giving me 25 apiece a night um, and they're playing defense, Steve Nash seems to be coaching them boys pretty well. Um, I don't see why not. They have one of the more deeper rosters as well. Uh, so I agree with you there. Yeah. What's your takeaway? Um, My takeaway is y'all need to stop getting on James Harden for going to the strip club. <laughs> let that let that man live. Let him do what uh, that, he wants. Listen, uh, amongst all the criticism, he's a bad teammate and all all the shit. These first two games, he done came out the gate balling. Uh, yeah, forty four and seventeen. The first in his debut. I know last thirty six and. Five. He had like 36 and five last night, I think. And, and, and the thing is, he had 28 in the first half. Every time he started touching the ball, they were bringing a double. <laughs> Yo, so right, he couldn't really score much. Right now, so he's he, averaging he, 39, 13, and five. Like, like he's, he, he's ridiculous. <laughs> he does this shit in his sleep. Um, that's, it's that's wild, bro. It, it's really crazy how, like, he can really do that. Like, he can really, <laughs> he can drop really do it on anybody. The night after getting drunk as fuck at a strip club, <laughs> going little, and, and leaving getting, at four getting, in the morning. Getting tossed with a little baby. <laughs> he's going like, to drop 50. It, 
he's just a different talent. But I will say also, um, and I told you this on open tonight, Steph Curry better pick that shit up. Because um, this gonna, is – That was going to be my takeaway. My takeaway is the Golden State Warriors are in trouble. Very much so. <laughs> they are in some deep water right the fuck now. It's are, scary. Are they in deep water, though? I mean, Bro, you, I no, listen. Here, no. Play was out. no, 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 no. Here's, here's why, okay? So Steph is being double and triple teamed. We knew that. Best shooter in the game. You kind of have to do that, especially when there's no one he can throw the ball to and say, go get me a bucket. Go get me a big-time bucket. That left when Clay tore his Achilles. The reason they're in big trouble, the reason I had such high hopes for them is because I really thought my stupid ass, yay, you told me so. I thought that Andrew Wiggins was finally going to say, I'm here. I've arrived. I thought that Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre would be able to supplement Clay Thompson's absence because Andrew Wiggins somehow, some way is literally averaging like 23 points a game for his career. Kelly Oubre averaged 18 in Phoenix last year and was no scrub in Washington. I thought they'd supplement Clay's departure. They are shoot in the league right now on buckets that are not, I mean, on buckets close to the basket. So things that are not dunks, but are layups. They are number one and two with the worst field goal percentage in the league on, <laughs> on buckets that are not dunks. I looked it I up. I saw something that Kelly mm-hmm. Oubre ain't made a field goal yet. Kelly Oubre is 0 for 17 from threes as we speak right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's 0 for, 7, 0 for 17 from threes. They are both number. <laughs> they are both the first, the worst and second worst players in the league on buckets that are not dunks. And, it, and it's like, so- What? And it's so funny because niggas all year, even when he got traded, it was like, oh, you know, Wiggins going to pop. He in a winning culture now. Um, he going he gonna to pop. He going to do his thing. And, and granted, it's only three games into the season. That's fact. You know, I, he still has a lot of time. But I will say, I, I don't really feel bad for Steph because, you know, th- this is what all the other superstars in the league have been going through. Not necessarily to this degree. Um, but guys like Harden, Daniel I would Miller. love to see Steph do what Harden did. Yeah. And, Maybe and not 44 what, and 17, I, but 30 and 10. 30 and 10. And that's what and that's what they're gonna need. And that's and that is and if he doesn't do that, then all the critic then all the guys who criticize him, like like myself, or not necessarily criticize him, but you know, I just you just feel expect like Daniel, more. You're holding him to a high standard, as he should be. I'm holding him to that superstar standard. You have to be able to go out and carry a team. Can yep. you do that? Right now, Steph is so averaging we'll – I mean, he's not playing like a super scrub. Um, he's averaging 25, 3, and 7. But as we know, um, the stats don't tell the whole story. Uh, and he's shooting abysmal from three-point range, yeah, too, he, if well, I'm, I'm not mistaken. Up, I'm bringing up his stats right now. He's shooting 25 – he's 25, 3, and – wait, no, I'm sorry. Wait. 25, 25 7, and 3. Um, he's shooting – oh, God. He's shooting 38% from the field. And twenty five percent from three, that ain't gonna cut not it, boss. Good. That ain't it's gonna, cut, gonna it, cut it, boss. That ain't gonna cut it. Every single it's, I'm looking at it, every single year he's been in league. Last year doesn't count because he only played five games. But every single year he's been in league, he has literally never shot under forty one percent from three. So yeah, he's he's playing severely badly under you know under that standard that he set for himself. You know what I'm saying? As the best shooter in the league, I'm looking at his, his years right now. He's had, you know, other than that one year, 
shooting 41%. He shot 43% and above six times. Like, yeah. you're, you know, you got to play to that standard. And I don't necessarily feel super bad for him only because, you know, I'm sorry, bro, but if your peers weren't so fucking good, then I wouldn't feel so bad for you. But Dame is going to go get you 35 if he has to. James he is, is. going to go get you 35. LeBron is going to go do whatever he has to. Um, what other superstars that are in the league? You know, any other of those bona fide stars? Like, Jamal Murray, you know? Even – hey, Jamal Murray been kind of regular this season. But – I no, dare I'm, I'm just saying, like, dare I in say, the playoffs, he went out and did what he had to do. Yeah, that's very true. Dare I say, Russell Westbrook, win or lose, is going to go <laughs> and get you a – like, am I wrong? Like – That motherfucker going to get you a triple double. One thing, one, thing we can, one thing we cannot, like, lie about with Russ is he's going to go do whatever he has to do to try and win the basketball game. In three games, Russell's averaging 18, 13, and 14 right now. Did y'all know that? <laughs> what's, his shoot, what's his shooting percentage? Shooting percentage right now, Russ is shooting from the field. Oh, God. Oh, shit. From the field. From the field, he is shooting 36%. And Ooh. from three, and if I'm not mistaken, he has not made a three this season. He is shooting 0% from three. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah, game, trash, he's, he's averaging – he's taking 21 shots a game. He's averaging eight shots made. He's averaging Sheesh. eight – so every night he's going out there and shooting eight for 21, basically. Damn. On average. But, you I, know – I just need Russ to at least get the 50%. Like, make but the, the thing about Russ, guys, is he knows he can't fucking shoot. So he's going to go out there and do – you know, he's going to fill, fill in wherever he needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I respect about Russ. And I Much respect to, to him. I would love to see something. Steph needs to channel some of his inner Russ. You know what I'm saying? Like going out there and doing what he needs to do. And Russ, luckily for him, he doesn't need got to, that tenacity, bro. He doesn't need to average 20 because I didn't know this, but that nigga Bradley Bill averaging 33, 5, and 6. Oh, yeah. Bradley right Bill. Bro, I was watching that game when they when we played them. Bradley Bill is the truth. Every, that, every hey, hot take. Bradley oh. Bill going to ask for a trade before the end of the year. He might. What I will say, what I will before we get out of here, isn't it so funny that right after they cashed out PG, the fucking Clippers got blasted by fifty, bro. That (laughs) was the funniest shit ever, bro. The largest deficit at halftime in NBA history. They were down twenty in the playoffs last year. Twenty-seven to seventy-seven at halftime. You only got 27 points in a whole half. You don't deserve to play basketball. Is anybody concerned about the Lakers? Are we are we good? Are we good? Nobody concerned about the Lakers? No. They just I mean they they played a good Blazers team that was just hot. That boy Gary Trent Jr., I think he had seven out of ten made threes. Like you're not gonna get that every night from him. Concerned isn't necessarily the word for me. However, I'm leaning towards that, not as far as the Lakers as a whole. But I'm not sure if this Marc Gasol thing is working. Uh, he kind of, you know, they, he kind of seems, I mean, what worked for them last year in having the two bigs is JaVale and Dwight were both very athletic. That's not Marc Gasol's game in the slightest. Um, and it kind of just seems like he's kind of the odd man out most of the time. I watched a little bit of that Blazers game. He looked good, made some nice passes and stuff. But the first other games, like, he kind of looked a little, little out of place. So not concerned yet, but 
getting there. I think they got to figure out how they're going to use Marcus All. Because like you said, yeah. they're not they're not going to use him like JaVale and Dwight, but they still yeah. got trails coming off the bench that can play like a Dwight slash. Exactly. JaVale. And that's what and I think what's going to end up happening is Trez is going to get a lot more minutes. Um, but this whole I Marcus All thing. Trez. I was thinking that too. But you do want some yeah. energy coming off the bench since you're not you since you're starting Dennis too. Since you're starting Dennis too, you yeah. do need some energy coming off the bench. But not concerned yet. But worried about the Marcus All signing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not super concerned. Um, the two games that they lost, um, <clears throat> who did they lose? I know they lost to the Blazers, and then they lost to they lost to the Clippers. The first game. the first game Clippers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not super concerned because those are two teams that I'm not mad about really dropping games to the Blazers. Uh, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was their second win. Um, I know the Blazers, they lost their first game. So they I watched their last two games, and they came out with a lot of intensity. Uh, but I can't even, you know, I can't even say, are we worried about the Lakers? Because niggas say, are we worried about whatever LeBron team's playing for for the last 10 to 12 years? And then they go yeah. on a run, and then they finish top three in the conference. So it, it doesn't matter. Um, Very true. But, yeah, how do we feel about our respective teams, guys? How do you feel about the Sixers and the Heat? I feel good, man. We run on Duncan. Gang, gang. Boy, oh, Duncan Robinson. He's a he's a pure shooter, though. No lie. Uh, we got the Bucks tonight. I think I think hey, we, uh, fuck the Bucks, bro. Nice little nice little. Win that does. Fuck the Bucks, man. All these niggas out here talking about Giannis might go, you know, for a three P for you know his MVP. Nah, fuck that shit, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Nah, he been nah. that he been that pinto bean pack. Like, Bro, nah, fuck, fuck yeah. out of here, bro. I don't want, I don't, I, I'm sorry. Giannis is, he's actually a very likable, like, person, but fuck that shit. I don't want to hear none of that Giannis MVP. Luka Doncic's 2021 for president, nigga. Hey, fuck I'm with it. I'm but with it. How do you feel about it. the Sixers, bro? I, I like how we look, man, to be quite honest. Um, I, it would have been nice to see Embiid against the Cavs, but, you know, got to play a full, you know, got to think about the long game. But we look good. It's nice to have some shooters. Seth Curry has been a godsend almost. <laughs> um, he's it's yeah, so nice him. having needed him. Danny Green has been hitting some shots. Um, yeah. It still sucks that we have the worst contract in fucking sports with Tobias fucking Harris. But Embiid has been playing. He he's he's been playing very well, very efficient. Um, he's handling double teams very well. He's play, he's he's playing like how he's supposed to be playing. Um, and Ben is getting after it on the defensive end. So I really, I really like us. The hardened hype has died down. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so I'm, I'm rolling with the guys that we got. So, you know, I think I, I'll tell you the one team that I am enjoying from. watching this year, though, and that's the, that's the uh, Hawks, bro. They look good. Facts. Very good. Trey Young. Trey Young, Young is balling. He's a superstar. Uh, but I, I could definitely see, I could definitely see Trey Young having a Luca type year, like how you know Luca had last year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and the Hawks, the last, defi- there are no undefeated teams left in the West. Uh, but we have four undefeated teams left in the East: Cleveland Cavaliers, Orlando Magic, Indiana Pacers, and Atlanta Hawks. All four teams that we predict will probably be bottom feeders or play-in teams <laughs> once the season ends. But for yes. now, I hope those franchises and those rosters enjoy being on the cream of the crop. Uh, but we're going to get out of here. Calvin has a facial to get to in 30 minutes. Uh, it is dude, this, dude. this is the last episode of 2020 for us. Uh, we want to wish you guys, anybody that's rocked with us this year, we truly appreciate you. Uh, I think we are nearing like 25 to 30,000 all-time streams for this podcast, which is a fantastic. Uh, but 
Wish you guys a happy New Year's Eve. Um, if you're kissing someone, make sure you have consent. Uh, and get get fucking drunk, man. Let's get fucking wasted, bro. Stay safe. Yes, Stay safe, y'all. Peace. All right, Cal. Hey, yay. What's up, bro? We'll look to drink. And I was with the side gang I just want the neck I ain't gon' play no mind games Lottie had the clip to a butt Keep it bounce And I told my god brother He ain't had to send no wounds So we slide, slide 485, yeah I put that shit on God I'ma keep the silly live You can't kill me, I got God But I'm so ready to die I was at the five guys With the Tonys right beside I was on the east side I was on the south side I was at the breakfast club I ain't even get inside Then I seen that Okay. That had my eyes wide okay. Aunties in the two-five With hey. the sweet potato pie like Give em. Give em. Tell them niggas I'm gon' live it up I'm from Charlotte All I know is how to get up Tell them, tell them I'm from Charlotte All I know is how to get up Riding with the pistol tuck Whip it like a semi Yeah, I whip it like a semi-truck Ooh